Hi, I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast, and today I'm going to talk about the teams who I think won the NBA draft and teams who I thought could have done better. The first team that I thought did really well in this year's 2021 NBA draft is the Charlotte Hornets, with drafting James Booknight, guard out of UConn University, and Kai Jones, um, forward center out of Texas University. I think Booknight was a great pairing next to LaMelo Ball, and the Hornetier really took um, the best player available um, as they ignored the fact that they had Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier already on the team. And they drafted Booknight, who could be paired with LaMelo Ball and be a great scorer for Ball, as LaMelo Ball, as a rookie, already showed a strong ability to play make for, for others. That ability will get even stronger over time. And Booknight is a great scorer from three levels, and I think he would really complement LaMelo Ball. Terry Rozier only has one year left on his deal, and he's making a reason, reasonable roughly $18 million next year. And he could be traded to a team in need of a guard, perhaps, let's say, the Washington Wizards. And possibly in return, they could get some young players like Kyle Kuzma back in a trade or maybe get um, another center like Thomas Bryant and possibly help um, them add pieces so they can um, continue their quest to get back in the playoffs. As last year, with the signing of Gordon Hayward and the drafting of LaMelo Ball, they took steps in the right direction towards that. And Kai Jones was a great pickup for them. He gives them great size and athleticism. And again, they're building a team around LaMelo Ball. Kai Jones has the ability to be an elite defender and can catch many alley-oops for LaMelo Ball down the road. I could see a pick and roll between the two of them. If Kai Jones can really solidify his three-point shot, um, as he's already a good finisher around the rim, that team could be um, really good and really fit LaMelo Ball's play style. And they've got veterans around him already. Um, let's see if they bring back Cody Zeller, but they've got Gordon Hayward, who was tremendous last year, especially before he got hurt in the first half of the season, averaging 20, over 20 points per game. Um, the Hornets have a lot to look forward to, and I think um, draft night really helped them solidify that. The next team who I thought did really well is the Golden State Warriors. They got two very different types of players, not just in play styles, but ability to impact the game already. Moses Moody can be a 3-and-D shooter already for them and come in and give them valuable minutes. His game is much more polished than Jonathan Kaminga's, although his ceiling might be a little lower. He's going to be learning from one of the best 3-and-D um, guards ever in Klay Thompson. And when Klay Thompson gets back healthy, Moody will not have to um, do as much and can possibly just be a nice, solid 8th or ninth man for them and be a nice, good rotation piece. And Jonathan Kuminga. Kuminga will probably not be ready to impact the game right away as he's very young and very raw, but he's played some high-level competition as last year he played in the G League NBA bubble, and that's considered by many the third best league in the whole entire world behind the NBA and the EuroLeague. So Kuminga has experience playing against grown men, and and I think his athleticism will um, propel him to one day be a very explosive finisher around the rim. I think if Kuminga gets his jump shot, um, his jump shot right, and he makes sure 
that it's solidified and he's a consistent shooter. I could see him be a seamless fit for Golden State down the road. But Golden State obviously has a championship window, and it's not the biggest in the world. Just Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry, although they're still great now, no one knows how Clay Thompson will be off his injury. Um, and um, they're all over 30. I think that both the players they drafted are still enticing enough to um, be traded for a package if a star comes available. Um, let's say Carl Anthony Towns is feeling unhappy in Minnesota one day, or if Damian Lillard requests a trade, doesn't seem like Bradley Beal will request a trade, but who knows? Um, you know, they still have assets to give, um, give up players and, um, and get a star player back. Um, usually when teams draft players after they're drafted, the pick and the players they drafted with become less valuable, but I don't think that changes for the Golden State Warriors because, um, they were not expecting Moses Moody to be there at 14. They were almost going to take him with their seventh pick, um, and they got him where they did, which was tremendous. And Kuminga, he he fell a little bit later than many people expected due to the fact that um, Josh Giddy went sixth to the Thunder, and many people thought Kuminga would go to Oklahoma City. So I thought the Warriors got great value for what pick they were at. Another team that I thought did really well, and I think they're going under the radar, is the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets do not have that much draft capital over the next eight years due to the James Harden trade, which is totally understandable. Anytime you've got a chance to get a top five, top seven player, you go on that opportunity. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets traded Landry Shamit to the um, Phoenix Suns, and they were able to draft two, um, two, two players in the first round. And one player that I really like that they got is Cam Thomas. He's a great scorer. And I think he could come in right away and learn from one of the best scores ever in Kevin Durant and possibly make an immediate impact for them right away. I really liked, I liked that pickup. Um, I also thought that the Houston Rockets did a really good job, especially drafting uh, Christopher, Jalen Green, and Sangoon. Sangoon was a Turkish League MVP at the age of 18, and obviously, um, obviously that's a tremendous uh, accolade to have. And, you know, they're starting to build a really nice core down there. Um, in Houston. I think that they've gained a lot of um, young prospects, such as Jay Sean Tate they have. Christian Wood is only 25, 26, so I think he could be a good center for them down the road. And I think that although it's going to take some time, I think part of the reasoning why the Rockets did not want Karis LeVert or Jared Allen back in that deal is that those players were actually a little old for their timeline of when they wanted to um, compete. And I think, you know, the players that they drafted in this draft actually justify that pick. Um, a lot of all of them are very young, and just like Kuminga, Jalen Green played in the G League bubble, so he's going to be um, a, more polished than many people because he's played against higher level competition. Same as Sangoon because he played professionally overseas. I think that the Rockets could possibly be looking at a really nice future after. The Harden trade, many people had questions on how good their team was going to look and how good their rebuilding process was going to be. Now for some losers of the draft or teams that I thought could have done better. I think that the Sacramento Kings did not do a good job when they drafted Davion Mitchell. Yes, I understand drafting the best player on the board, but you know, the Sacramento Kings solidified their backcourt um, for the future. Last year when they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, 
um, to pair him along with De'Aaron Fox. And yes, I think Davion Mitchell is an excellent player. I love his defensive abilities. Um, I think it mirrors a lot of Drew Holiday's game. And I think offensively, he has moments where he almost looks like Donovan Mitchell um, from the Utah Jazz. But I think that he wasn't a good fit. And I'm not really sure what the Sacramento Kings are doing. They seem really committed to uh, both Fox and Halliburton. Um, as, you know, when Ben Simmons for De'Aaron Fox rumors came up, it seemed very unlikely the Kings would indulge on those deals. And I have heard nothing ever since about the Sacramento Kings possibly striking a deal with um, the Sixers for Ben Simmons. And I think that Davion Mitchell, although a spectacular talent, if I was the Kings, I'd look to train him. And, you know, right after the draft, they traded for Tristan Thompson, which I didn't like that as well, because, you know, that gives me a sign that possibly they are not open to um, re-signing Rashawn Holmes, who was great for them last year, um, especially defensively. And I thought he um, is a good shooter for them as well. And I think that, you know, the Kings are, you know, you know, leaving a lot of um, people with questions of what direction are they going in. Um, we've seen teams in the past, like the Phoenix Suns of 2014-15, pair three guards together, um, like Eric Bledsoe, Goran Dragic, and Isaiah Thomas, and it didn't really work. And I don't really know what the Kings are looking for here. I think that there were other players that they could have went after um, that would have helped them even more. I, and I'm just not sure what direction they were going in. Um, they could have taken Corey Kitzbert, which would have been a really good pick. Um, and I would have supported that. They could have taken Sengun if they wanted to um, get a center. But, you know, the Kings did what they, they felt they needed to do. And well, I, I'm just not the biggest fan of it. And then another team who I thought did not do that well in this draft was the San Antonio Spurs. I thought Josh Primo was um, a reach at 13 and you know the Spurs they seem like they're going in for a rebuild and I think that whether they let uh, DeMar DeRozan walk or not will really indicate how invested they are in winning next year um, many would assume due to the fact that Greg Popovich is getting old um, and probably uh, very likely retire soon that they would probably go a route of trying to get the best player player available um, but they opted not to do that um, they had opportunities to get um, more win-now players like Corey Kispert um, or like Moses Moody, but they opted not to. And I thought that, you know, they could have traded back and gotten more assets. Um, let's see what the Spurs do, though. You know, I've heard rumors of them possibly trying to sign John Collins or Larry Markinen. You know, they have, I think, the most cap space or one of the teams with the most cap space in the NBA. So I think that their direction will really indicate um, – where they're going and what they feel. But hey, you know, we all think Josh Primo is a reach. There's been times before where many players seem like a reach and they seem like great picks. So, I mean, if the Spurs get their guy and they really like Primo and he plays really well, then we can all be looking at this, like questioning why we thought they reached. But at this point, Josh Primo was a very high reach to be a lottery pick. I'm Holden Sherman from Miles of Sports Podcast, and this concludes my episode. NBA draft analysis winners and losers.